When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, you guys. It's Yaz. And today I want to talk about how do you recognize you're on a first date with a narcissist? Well, it's a little tough because a narcissist is going to have their mask on. They're going to be very nice. They're going to be very charming. And why is that? Because you're something new and exciting and fresh, okay? So in the beginning, everybody is nice. But there are a couple of things that might, you know, give you a feeling that this person could be narcissistic. One of those things is that the person talks about themselves the whole time, all right? In other words, the conversation is all about them. They might ask you one or two things like, where do you work? Or, you know, if you have kids or something. But basically, everything's going to be centered around that narcissist. The other thing to look for is if the narcissist wants to control the date. In other words, they want to go where they want to go. They don't have any consideration to ask you, well, would you like to do this or would you like to do that? You know, they they make all the decisions. They want the control of everything. Um, that could be a red flag. Now, another red flag, if you're dealing with a narcissist on a first date, obviously, and this is even before the first date, is if they're calling you baby, um, if the compliments are over the top, they're calling you gorgeous and beautiful and everything like that. If they're not referring to you by your first name, okay, why is that? Because a narcissist that is just looking to hit it and quit it, all right, or just get that supply of sex, doesn't really care about too many details about you. That's how you're going to know if somebody's genuinely interested in getting to know you, they're going to want to know who you are. They're going to ask you personal questions about yourself, okay? They may ask you about your education. They may ask you about your family. They may ask you about your prior relationships. They want to know who you are. Somebody that is just looking to, you know, get a supply out of you, like sex or something, they're not going to ask, they're not going to really care, okay? They may ask a few questions, but genuinely, they're not looking to, you know, get into anything deep with you. So they're not really, they're not in for the long haul. They're going to talk about surface level things. They'll talk about the weather. They'll talk about politics. They'll talk about sports. They won't, you know, you end up leaving the date and they know nothing about you and you know nothing about them. And 
you know, that's their intention. Their intention is just to get together with you so that they could check it off. Oh, I, I got that date in, all right? Because a narcissist who's looking for sex is looking, you know, within the first three dates, okay, to get that sex. And then when they don't get it, they fall off, all right? And that's when they start to breadcrumb you. They don't contact you as much because you're going to be more work. They may still contact you. They keep you around as an option. But when you have strong boundaries and you're not giving that supply out so easily, they put you on the shelf and they start, you know, they put their time with other supply that they think they can get, you know, the supply faster from. So that's one of the clues is the level of conversation that you have, okay? Now, another clue that you could be on a first date with a narcissist is if they're constantly looking at their phones, okay? They're more concerned as to their phone at, rather than really sitting and having a conversation with you. Every two minutes, they're looking at their phone or they're making excuses and saying, oh, uh, you know, I have to see if that's my daughter calling or that's the babysitter calling or something like that. So, you know, if that's how they're acting on the first date, that is a red flag, okay? Their mind is somewhere else. They have something else going on. They're not focused in on the date with you. Now, another huge red flag that you could be on a first date with a narcissist is that that narcissist is always running to the bathroom, okay? Narcissists love the bathroom because that's their getaway spot. That's where they can contact the other supply or if they're in a relationship, a lot of narcissists are in relationships and they tell you they're single, but they got to stay in contact with their significant other. So how do they do that? They go to the bathroom and they go to the bathroom and they're there for a long time. And you're sitting at the table and you're saying to yourself, what happened to them? Okay. It's because that narcissist was probably on the phone with somebody, their other supply. All right. So if you see that and it looks like it's, you know, more than normal, they're going to the bathroom all the time or they're in the bathroom for long periods of time, that is a red flag that you could be dealing with a narcissist who is in a relationship, or who has other supply. Another red flag is if you see somebody who constantly needs attention when you're out. They're flirting with the waitress or waiter, okay? They're looking around the room at everybody else because they want to see if anybody is noticing them, okay? <laughs> because they, they need that ego boost. They need that ego petting. So they're going to be very concerned with everybody around them and, and seeing if people notice them or something like that, or they may be flirtatious and striking up conversations with random people when you're out because they want that those, these people to think, oh, they're so nice, they're so charming, they're making this conversation and everything like that. And some of these narcissists will actually try to get somebody's number even when they're with you. They could go to the bathroom and see, let's say they see a waiter or waitress that they like. They might be like, listen, you know, uh, let's get together. That's my sister at the table over there. You know, some of them are real slimy like that. So you got to watch how that person acts around other people as well. Another thing you want to look at is how does that person treat the help, the waiters or waitress. In other words, it could go the other way where they could be really obnoxious when they get their food and say, this is too cold, this is too hot, or is this how you do it, okay? Because they need that control of, you know, 
saying something about the food's not good or it's not well done or something like that. So they always have a criticism about something. Narcissists are always critical about something. And it's usually the food. So you got to see how they treat other people or if they don't have patience, if they have to wait for a table and, you know, they, they have, you know, they get angry about it. You know, if they get ang angry very easily or something like that, you have to say something's off. Not necessarily that they're a narcissist, but, you know, they could be narcissistic and be very sensitive if they don't get their way. These are all red flags that you could be on a first date with a narcissist, all right? Now, the other thing that you want to look at on your first date with this person is if they try to mirror you. In other words, you tell them, oh, I love horseback riding, and they say, oh, me too. My father used to have horses and everything like that, okay? Or you say, oh, you know, I'm an Aquarius. And they say, my mother's an Aquarius, okay? This is what they're going to do. They're going to try to fool you by, you know, trying everything that you like, they like. And then what they'll say is, oh, boy, we have a deep connection, don't we? See, they want to build that trust. They want you to look at it and be like, oh, wow, we're so, you know, we got so much in common and everything like that. So if you see that this person is really trying too hard to act like they have things in common with you, that could be a red flag. Now, another thing that you want to look at on a first date with somebody is if they divulge a very personal secret about themselves. They give you a pity story, okay? You could be dealing with a covert narcissist that's telling you, you know, they were a foster child or their mother abandoned them or something like that. If somebody starts talking about very, very personal things on a first date and they don't even fucking know you, all right? That is a red flag. Why are they telling you something so personal in the very beginning? It's because they're trying to make you think that, you know, they're trusting you. And what the, what they do is they'll say something like, uh, oh, I never told anybody that before. So they do that to make you feel like you are special. They never told anybody, but they're telling you. So they're trying to build that trust. And this is exactly what a narcissist will try to do. They want to earn your trust really fast, really quickly. They want to get that supply. The, the, the narcissists that move the quickest are the ones that are after sex. Then you have the ones that are after money. They know they got to put more work into it. Now, if you're dealing with a narcissist who's after money, okay, they'll start talking about uh, business right away. They'll start asking you, oh, so uh, do you buy, do you own your home or do you rent your home? Uh, you know, how do you pay your bills or something like that? They're going to ask you personal questions about your finances way too soon, okay? Anybody talks to you about money, man, in the first date, that delete, block, and get rid of these people, all right? You should not be talking, that is a huge red flag. There's, there's people that, you know, my some of my guy friends, they meet these women sometimes on the dating apps, and the first thing they ask them, they say they have bill problems, they're talking about their bill problems, 
And they, they're like, well, why are they bringing that up to me? You know, I just started talking to you because they're feeling you out. They want to see how you respond to that. So that if you say, oh, that's too bad, you know, maybe I could help you out or something. Because a, a narcissist who's after a supply of money, generally they don't come out and ask you for the money. But they give you that sob story like, you know, they're going through a hard time financially. You know, they make you feel bad for them. This is what they do after they've given you, uh, you know, all the love bombing and everything. Or they have bought you little gifts because now they want you to feel guilty for not doing something for them. So a narcissist that you meet on a first date, if they bring up anything about business, like when you say to them, well, what do you, you know, what do you hope for in the future? And they say, well, I'm looking for somebody like you, a partner that we could grow together and build something. They love to use that term. I want to build with my partner. What they want to do is they want to take your money and build off your money and then, you know, take that business away from you. So you you don't, you know, commingle funds with a stranger. You don't commingle funds with anybody unless you're married to them, you guys. So, you know, so many people, they trust too soon and they, you know, loan people money. The people that I've seen on the post, they gave 10, 20,000, 30. Why are you giving these people money? Stop it. Stop it. You're not, you know, just because somebody's nice to you and everything like that, you don't know this person and you can't trust this person. Now, the next one is you may be dealing with somebody, you know, that's looking to move into your crib or your place. So they'll start asking you questions right away. You know, like, do you buy, do you own, do you rent? Um, you know, oh, I like your part of the city. I'd love to be here. You know, they're talking about things like that, that kind of hint like, oh, it'd be so easy, like if we were together and everything. But generally, generally, these people will hit you with that within the first month, all right? You've got, you're going to know you're dealing with a narcissist by the level of conversation that you have, okay? Now, a narcissist that is just looking for sex is going to be talking about your appearance the whole time. Oh, you're so pretty. Oh, I love the way that dress fits you, shows off your curves. Or they start talking about sexual things, okay? They're trying you. That's what they're doing. They're trying you, you know, if they say something about, oh, I love massages or something like that. Anybody brings up massages in the very beginning, ding, ding, you're dealing with somebody who wants to use you for sex, Okay, or a lot of times when it's a rainy day, they'll say, oh, I'd love to come over there and cuddle with you. They want to cuddle with you, but they don't know one fucking thing about you. They don't even know how many siblings you have, but they want to cuddle with you. You guys don't be a sucker and don't be used. All right. Period. Dot. End of story. And so many people do because they go with it. They're lusting the narcissist. And then after the narcissist gets sex, they don't hear from them as much or they start to make excuses why they can't get together or they breadcrumb because they set you up to use you. All right. You, you know, you can't give it away that easy. If you do and you go with it, you roll the dice, whether you're ever going to hear from that person again. All right. And so many people get played this way. So if you don't want to get played, you take your time with it. All right. So the biggest thing, like I said, is how much they ask questions about you, 
all right? So if they're not asking anything about you, it's because they don't care, period, dot, end of story. They're not looking for a long-term thing. But the caveat to that is a narcissist who's looking for some kind of financial benefit, moving your house or some kind of money thing, they will ask more detail. They know they got to get down with it and really earn your trust in order for you to let loose that money, all right? So these are the things, these are part of the red flags that you're going to look at. The other thing too is you've got to look at, does this person respect you? Do they show up on time for the date or are they late, okay? And they don't apologize for being late because they feel entitled. They don't have to answer to you or you should feel, you know, lucky that they even showed up. Do they make a date, you know, and then they're always canceling on you? And they're giving you excuses. That's because they have other supply that came through and you're not a first choice. So all of these are signs that you could be dealing with a narcissist, you guys, on the first date. Now, another thing that I want to bring up is this. And this, this is the real test that you'll see when you're dealing with somebody. The big thing, whether somebody is narcissistic, is how much empathy they have for other people. And a lot of narcissists pretend to be empathetic. And this is how they fool you, okay? So when you're with that narcissist on a, on a first date even, and you tell them like a sad story, your dog died or something like that, see the reaction that you get from them. It's very hard to tell on a first date because they may lay on the BS. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, this and that. They're going to have the mask on. The first date, it's going to be very hard to decipher if you're dealing with a narcissist. You'll know like generally if they're narcissistic, if they're very self-absorbed, if they're overly, you know, uh, hyper vigilant about how they look, like if they have a little hair on their shirt or a wrinkle, they're, they're stressing out about it because they're so worried about their appearance or what people think about them. But when it comes to empathy, you know, a lot of these narcissists, especially covert narcissists, they pretend to be empathetic. But when the follow up comes, when push comes to shove, they're not there for you. OK, but. When you're dealing, some of the narcissists will be downright cold with it too. If you tell them a sad story, they may change the topic or just say, oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Or, or you know, uh, they, they won't even, they'll sit there silent or something because they really don't care. So look at the level of empathy. If they seem very empathetic, it doesn't mean that they're not a narcissist. It's just, you know, a way of studying them. And in time, the more dates you go on with them, you'll be able to see just how much empathy they are. I always say to people, look how, you know, how easy somebody is to deal with. See, a narcissist is very accommodating on the first date. All right. They, they're they very, very nice. That's the best of the narcissist that you will see. It's all downhill from there. Okay. And, you know, as time goes on, that narcissist is going to get tired of you or bored with you or start to look at other supply or be busy with other supply, and they're not going to be as consistent. A narcissist in the beginning fools you with consistency. This is how they fool you. This is how they bag you because they got you on the phone. They're texting you like crazy, and you think you got a real one. But it's only the first week even, okay? Even the first month 
that tells you nothing about that person. You got to wait at least six months and watch that pattern because I'm telling you, by the six-month mark, they're going to start to fall off. They're going to start to not be so affectionate. They're going to pull back a little, especially if they're not getting that supply. And they're going to be busy with other supply. And they're going to look to breadcrumb you. So you'll see when the consistency starts to drop off. But a narcissist, like I said, the first date, the very charming. They got their best face on, all right? But again... Look at, you know, how self-absorbed they are. That doesn't necessarily make somebody a narcissist, but it is a red flag they could be, all right? And then the other thing, I'm trying to remember what it was. So you want to look at, you know, the empathy. You want to look at if they're self-absorbed. You want to look at if they ask you personal questions about yourself. And, you know, you also want to see, you know, how they, you know, if they do a follow-up date, you know, or are they just, they just leave it hanging like, you know, I'll call you and then they don't call you. If they don't call you and they wait like a couple of days or something like that, that is because they are testing you or they're not into you. They want to see how thirsty you are for them. Are you going to pick up that phone and call them the next day? Are you going to text them? They want to see. Now, now's the power play. Who's going to have the control? Who's going to chase who? All right? And a narcissist wants you chasing them. So you may have a great date with that person, but then the next day you don't hear from them because they're playing fucking games with you. All right? Because they want you to chase them. Or they just really weren't into you and they're busy talking to somebody else. In either case, that's not being consistent with it, all right? So it's got to be that consistent pattern throughout six months at least, all right? And these are all, you know, clues and the way they talk to people and everything like that. Look at if they feel entitled when they're out. You know, they're, they're entitled to have the best you know, chair in the house, they're entitled to, you know, have the best food, you know, uh, you know, they're pushy or obnoxious. Do they interrupt you when you're trying to talk? They don't respect you, you making conversation or they change the topic or when you're trying to talk to them, do they sit there like a stone and act like they're not interested at all? All right. They're either not interested in you or there's somebody who is not a communicator. All right. And we know that covert narcissists are not communicators. All right. But in the beginning, covert narcissists can be very charming. So you've got to look at the whole picture. Self-absorbed. You know, do they have empathy? Do they want to talk about personal things? Now, a, a narcissist does not want to talk about their past, all right? They they hate it. They don't want to talk about their exes, and they always bring up that their ex was crazy, all right, uh, or that their ex cheated on them. These are the two big things they love to say because what they're doing is projecting themselves onto their ex when they were the ones who were crazy and cheated on their ex, all right? So it doesn't matter what they say because you can't trust that. In time, you'll get the truth, but notice how they talk about their exes, all right? Now, some narcissists are very clever and they won't say anything bad about the narcissist because they know that you're, you know, you're waiting to see what they're going to say about that. You're on to the game. So they'll say, oh, yeah, no, me and my ex, yeah, yeah, we get along good and everything like that. You know, um, we just, we went our separate ways or something. 
You got to wait in time and see what that is. Now, if they're still having relations with their ex, like they say, well, oh, me and my ex, we're good friends. I go over there every Sunday for dinner or something. Ding, ding. That is a red flag that that person might still be having relations with their ex. Because what the fuck are they doing there every Sunday? All right. Unless it's an issue about the kids. And even if you have kids, they shouldn't, you know, that cord should be cut. Because if you get in a relationship with somebody like that, they're going to keep, if they're so close to their ex, your whole relationship, that their ex is going to hear about and have input into your relationship. So now you have a triangular relationship where it's you, them, and they're friendly with their ex. You don't want that shit, all right? You want somebody who's completely emotionally, you know, free to be in a relationship with you, not that they're so friendly with their ex that they're still socializing with them. You don't want that, you guys. So when you're on a first date, it's good to ask about their exes, all right? And the other thing, too... Don't divulge too many personal inf- too much personal information about yourself, all right? Because you don't know this person and the more you tell them, the more you're giving them an opportunity to manipulate you in the future. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is if you tell them you're very sensitive, you know, about your weight or your age or something like that, they're going to use that against you in the future. You know, information is earned. And, and that's earned through trust. And trust is earned over a period of time of somebody showing you that they follow through, okay? You can't trust somebody that's flaky, that gives you excuses and cancels all, all the time. So that is not somebody that you could trust or rely on. So once you realize that you could trust the person, then you could tell them more information about yourself. And the reason that I say this is so many people go and tell, you know, somebody on a first date how their ex cheated on them or screwed them over. So now that person who could be a narc is going to act very sympathetic like, oh, you're a, you're a great woman or man. How could anybody do that to you? They didn't value you. Meanwhile, in the back of their mind, if they're a narcissist, they're saying, oh, I got a real sucker here. If she got played by the last guy, I'm going to be able to play her too. Okay, so don't tell them the information about, you know, too much information, personal information about your past. But it's like this, you guys. There might be a little bit of, you know, you know, you may feel, you know, suspicious that somebody could be narcissistic, but you won't know for sure until a couple of dates and and you see, you know, down the line their behavior, okay? If they're very self-absorbed, if they have no empathy, you know, if they try to project onto you, you know, if they try to mirror you and do all that other kind of stuff, if they can't take accountability, that's another thing. The only way you're really going to know for sure that you're dealing with a narcissist is number one, if they flip the blame on you because they can't take accountability and, you know, they can't take shame or something like that. That's, that's one way you're going to know. And the other way you're going to know is, you know, by their level of empathy, do they follow through? Are they empathetic to, you know, when you're going through a hard time? And it takes time to get to know somebody and to see if they don't get their way. Do they act like a toddler 
uh, or something and have a little tantrum because they don't get their way and they feel entitled to things and stuff like that. It's very, you know, it's very complicated. You got to look at all the factors in this person. That's why I say you really don't know somebody until you've seen them happy, sad, depressed, angry, and you've had conflict with them. You've got the big one, you guys, is you got to see can this person resolve conflict? And you're not going to know that on the first date because covert narcissist will freeze you out, all right? Whereas overt narcissist will, you know, come at you and start screaming in your face and stuff like that. So you've got to see can this person be able to sit down at a table and own their shit? Be able to humble themselves because a narcissist can't humble themselves. It's always your fault. A narcissist is always going to blame you or blame somebody else for things that don't go right in their life. Life, And you're not going to know that really on a first date unless you're very, very fucking sharp and you know how to ask this person questions and you'll be able to get, you'll be able to tell you know, it takes somebody with a lot of experience, and believe me, I know I could pretty much, if I had enough time, <laughs> pretty much get to know whether somebody's a narcissist or not just by looking at them, looking at their micro expressions, looking at their body language, look how they answer a question, and everything like that. And the other thing, too, um, narcissists don't like to be questioned, all right? So if you're on a first date and you find that this person really doesn't want to answer your questions or something like that, they have something to hide. Now, that doesn't mean they're a narcissist, but in general, narcissists don't like to answer questions. They don't, they don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to tell you too much because they feel that leaves them open to be a target. So a narcissist is very, very guarded. They have a wall up and especially a covert narcissist. You'll never connect with a covert narcissist because they hold back. They're secretive. All right. So this is just a little bit of what to look for if you go on a first date. But like I said, it's going to be hard. You're really not going to be able to know for sure on a first date. It takes time to really see that person and see their behavior to know whether they're a narcissist. I hope that helps you guys. If it did, hit the subscribe button and please share the podcast. If you guys are having a problem in your dating or relationship or you're dealing with somebody maybe that's narcissistic, you don't know if they're a narcissist or you're just having problems, you're in a toxic relationship and you need some clarity on it, go to the link in the podcast description for my website where I offer email and phone coaching. If you have a quick question, just a quick question, and you want to get a video sent back to you answering your question, there's also a link there for Vizio where I will send you a personalized video answering your question. Hi, you guys, it's Yaz, and I want to tell you about my two books on Amazon. The first book is Regain Your Power. It's all about power and relationship. Who has the power in the relationship? And it goes into all of that, okay? The other book is Signs He's Not Into You, He's Wasting Your Time, okay? 
check it out. It gives you a lot of good clues as to whether you're with somebody who's a real one or somebody who's just going to waste your time. You could read them both with Kindle's free trial membership. So check it out. Link is in the podcast description. Hi, you guys. I just want to let you know that The Game Exposed now has their merchandise available. Check out the link in the bio and you could go check it out. There's cool hoodies, cool sweatpants, cool hats. So go to the bio for the link. And also, don't forget to follow me on Facebook at the game exp 123 and also on Instagram the game exp 123 okay and have a great day